if you get this right, it can change everything for you in terms of your relationships working well. Sick of sacrificing or settling in your romantic life? Welcome to Make Him Wonder with Coach Paula Grooms, where women struggling in real relationships ask the expert. Unscripted, unfiltered, understandable coaching conversations to help passionate women succeed in love. Hi there, and welcome to Make Him Wonder. I'm your host, Coach Paula, a dating and relationship coach, licensed social worker, and author of the book, Why Won't He Commit? How a Man Decides to Make You the One. Well, everybody is in certain phases of lockdown now. We are recording this in very, very late May of 2020. So I hope wherever you are, you are experiencing some relief from the lockdown, the being alone, the being confined, at least with weather generally across the country, and certainly if you're listening in other parts of the world, tends to be better right now. Yes, it depends where you are. However, um, most of the states, you're going to be experiencing at least some better weather to get out in the sun and all of that. And I'm going to be talking to my guest today about that a little bit before we get into um, her story and situation. And her name is Eliza. Welcome, Eliza. Hi, thank you for having me. Absolutely. I want to get into your story, but um, just briefly before we came on this recording, we talked a little bit about where you are, and you are in the Las Vegas area, Las Vegas, which is on the west coast of the U.S., if you're listening from other parts of the world. And I wanted to find out how things are for you there. You said what... um, you said you're in phase one of reopening? Yes. Today, it's supposed to mark the second phase. So today, Friday, it's supposed to start on the second phase, which is just going to be more restaurants and regular shops open, not to full capacity. So we're in that stage of like reopening. Glad to hear that. And of course, that impacts how we date, our relationships, etc. And I want to get to that today because I am very excited about your topic. It's one of my pet topics, so to speak. And I loved your question so much and that's why I wanted to have you on today. And your full introduction is that you are dating a 25-year-old Josh and you want to know how your activity on social may affect your relationship. This is the topic that I am very passionate about because it does affect your relationship, your man, your dating, everything about it. So you've discovered that uh, Josh is following extreme sexual content and even porn stars, yet he doesn't attempt to have sex with you. 
I'm going to really dive into that. You said you're confused and want to understand how to differentiate between men who might actually want a relationship from those that just want to get your attention on social media and have no intention of following through. You also said that you want to know the difference between enticing flirting with what is going too far or being too explicit. Love, love, love this. So thank you, Eliza, for doing this. So tell me first, how did you meet and what has your dating been like? Well, it hasn't been uh, like a regular story of dating. So we met online. We met, like we matched in Tinder. And then I went to meet him for the first time. And that was the day actually before my birthday. I met him before my birthday. And since we met, because of maybe the situation or we got along so well, we quickly, after like dating for a couple of weeks, we ended up getting in a routine where we were basically living together, which for me, now that I think about it, it does play a role when you may rush things. It's not necessarily that we were meaning to rush anything, but it just so happened that we ended up living together for four months. Uh. So I thought everything was okay because you know, with, when you live with someone, you're, most of your time, you're with them. So I was like, yeah, I feel very confident and very proud of the relationship that we have built. But then I ended up checking his phone because we ran into a person who said he was, he had been texting her. So obviously I let myself be guided with that curiosity. So I checked his phone and I found out um, that he was talking to a lot of girls. I don't know whether he was seeing them, but at least he was talking to them. So I confronted him and that's when our, we were like five months in by then. And I was just confused. I was just like, you know, you're giving so much of yourself and you are, we have we had talked about being um, mutually like we weren't gonna be with anybody else, so we were gonna be exclusive to some extent. Um, and then that didn't happen, so I moved. Uh, we both moved from the city we were living in, and we we moved actually we were moving to the same place, but before that. We were traveling, so we left where we were living together. He started traveling by his own, and then I was supposed to meet him. But I couldn't meet him because in the process of him traveling, I found out that he had taken another woman to the, to the trip, a trip that was supposed to be with me. So that's when I decided to contact you, and I was like, wait, like I need to understand why a man that, you know, I'm living together with and, like, we have this commitment that looks like a couple, like we were behaving and acting like a couple, 
but then he would just, he would just didn't want to be intimate at some point. Like after I found out what was on his phone, for some reason he became less and less intimate with me. But then I looked at the people he followed in Instagram, and it's this, it's a lot of women who work in the sex industry, like you know, beautiful women who are very comfortable with this, with their sexuality, and they put that out there in their platform. I was like, obviously he is, he has sexual arousal. Like, obviously he can see beautiful women and appreciate them for what they are. So why is it that he has a beautiful woman beside him, but he still won't want to get intimate? So I was just very confused with everything because everything seemed so fine until it didn't. So everything for me was like out of the blue. Okay. And you had an you told me when we first spoke, which this is the first time we are ever speaking, and from in most yeah. cases on my podcast, that is the situation, and I'm hearing it for the first time, your story with everyone else. So what was interesting to me is that you said you were seeing a, someone, a counselor, psychologist, what have you, and she recommended yeah. the book to you, yeah. which is wonderful and lovely um uh i i love to hear that because it it is very different than counseling because once you understand the man and that's what i'm about it can ease things for you so tell me about that when in the trajectory of all of this going on you read the book i read the book and while I found when I found out that he had gone off with another girl, so as I am going through Instagram and I see this girl posting with him, that's when the book arrived. I had ordered way before, like maybe a month before, but it arrived during that time. So I went out on a on a trip with my friends because I was no longer going on a trip with him. Um, and I still wanted to get that reward because that's when I learned that I was depending too much on what he was going to give me, but I could give it to myself. So the trip, I could give it to myself. So I went on the trip. I read the book as I was going to the trip so in the in the plane. And everything, uh, so many things just made sense. Uh, I got less angry at him and more understandable. Uh, it wasn't such so much of like what he did to me, like your book allowed me to at least understand, like understand why this may happen and understand that not because every guy makes you think that they're going to commit, they are. So I was able to, to quickly pinpoint who the consumers in my past relationships have been, and I've been with only consumers, obviously, because otherwise I would still be in a relationship with a buyer. Right. That's, yes, that's very true. And I'm glad that it helped you see him in a different light and be less angry about it, because that's only going to help you and then understanding um, 
where the missteps might have been and the misunderstandings that come from that because men are so different in that respect than we are. Because you committed to him through time and sex. And he, being a man, does not do that. And that's wherein lies a lot of the problems, right, that that come up. He had one understanding of it in terms of him being male, and you had another understanding of it, you being female. And that's just what happens. So you met soon after corresponding on Tinder. And what was that first meeting like? So it's 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 very it's interesting because so we met we matched in Tinder when I was back home and when I go to I used to live in Miami so when I went back to Miami and I looked at my light my likes uh he was in them so but then he tells me that he's not in Miami so I was like oh like this is just another you know another guy that you match with but he ended up going to Miami and he contacted me and we met in the in a mall. So he just got into Miami and we met on a mall. And I was initially what I saw him. So I am a Latina and I have mostly dated Latino men all my life. He is American. He's Canadian, actually. But, you know, American. He has lived in the U.S. all his life. So it was different because I'm here with this man who is different because he is from another culture and it was instantly so such a good match so initially when we started just we went to a restaurant we started sitting down and just talking and the conversation went through very smoothly as if I have talked with this person before so from the get-go, it was an instant, a very good, um, you know, match from the beginning. Excellent. So that that tells us a lot, right? So you were very excited by this meeting because you were clicking and really getting along and it felt like you had known each other, that comfortable feeling, right? Yeah. So having that... I'm going to make an assumption here that it went rather quickly. <laughs> um, to some, uh, to some extent, yes, because yeah, right, right after a couple of weeks of us uh, hanging out, uh, we were basically living together. So that for me is very quick. I right. had never in my life done that with anyone like that. I lived with my past relationship who was my boyfriend for three years um, and it was very serious so it was different and it was like a thinking decision. This was just out of the blue for some reason that's how it happened. Like We we just ended up doing it. So when you say um, in a couple of weeks you of hanging out you were living together. So in terms of that first encounter sexually, when did that happen? It was like 
one or two days after meeting because I met him the day before my birthday. So we celebrated together. I think it was like two or one or two days after meeting, we Mm -hmm. got intimate. Okay. And then how soon did you move in? You said two weeks. Like how did that occur that it was so, uh, uh, in other words, how did it occur that you both could be moving in? Did you move into his place? He moved into yours. How did that work? So I moved in with him. We, since he moved to Miami, we were looking for different places, so we stayed in a, we stayed in a lot of like hotels or Airbnbs um, because he like I wasn't staying in Miami. I was gonna move away, and the same was for him. So in the month to come, we were just testing out uh, Airbnbs and hotels. So in that, whenever he was gonna book something else. Uh, he started just asking me, like, oh, do you like this place or do you like that place? Which one do you want to go to? So it was a, it, 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 he started including me. And then I had recently, I wasn't in a very good relationship with my roommate at the time. So I didn't have, like, a stable home that I could feel comfortable going to. So he just, uh, even though I had a place to stay, I would just stay with him because he was closer to my home, to my work, I'm sorry. And because, you know, I'm with him, like I'm with a person that I like rather than being in an uncomfortable situation with my roommate. So I had my own place, but I would just spend and stay the night with him. Like I would literally get off work and go meet him and like bring him food or whatever. Mm. Okay, got it. So... You started living together, and, and it was how long before you recognized that things aren't what you perhaps thought they were? Um, I would say like two or three months in, I started like noticing changes, and the changes were not when he was with me. The changes were whenever he would travel because he 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 has to travel a lot for like different business deals and different stuff uh and whenever he would travel he would just not acknowledge my existence um he wouldn't answer the text and then mm-hmm. when i would social media what he was posting you know i would get worried because if you're doing this or that why why aren't you answering my my text like you're seeing my instagram because you can see in your stories who is viewing them um so i i felt that i was going crazy because i was like oh my god i'm checking i'm checking his story and then i'm checking if he viewed my story and then i'm checking if he read my message and i was just whenever he would leave for for a business trip or something like that i would feel that whatever we had in the apartment in our little space was only limited to that space. Mm-hmm. So whenever he wasn't with me personally, like physically, he just wasn't present at all. So let me ask you, um, was he viewing you and your stories on Instagram or was it just the other way around? 
No, he was he was seeing my stuff, and whenever I whenever I guess he wanted to, he would answer and he would comment on my stuff. So for him, this was totally like normal. Like for him, he wasn't ignoring me or anything. He was just busy, and then. Thankfully, he could see what I was doing through Instagram, so like we wouldn't have to be talking all the time because he would still know what I was doing. I would still know what he was doing. But you know, me as a woman, uh, that's not my love language. That that if I write to you, I expect an answer. I don't need an answer right away. But you know, for someone who lives with me, I don't need for an answer one day or maybe. A day and a half, like for me, that's it doesn't make sense. We live together, like why would you make me wait? Right. Okay. So you found out somewhere along the way. I guess you know he comes home from the trip and or trips, and you kind of pick up where you left off. Were you fighting about that? Were you mentioning it? What was that like? I had several talks with him um, in different situations. So I could say now looking from from Ed because I'm already made peace with it. Um, there were some moments um, in the relationship where there were some red flags of like him not following through with communication. So I had sat down with him. I think like three times. Um, in three different occasions, three different settings, like, because uh, I wanted the talk to be understood and I wanted it to be, to really work. So with him, I sat down like three times and I asked him, I was like, this is how I feel. This is how I view the situation. Can you explain to me if I'm, you know, reading the situation wrong? And whenever I would talk to him, he would just be very comforting. And just reassuring me that, no, everything is fine. Like, don't worry about it. I'm here with you. I have no interest of being with other women. So he made it seem like, you know, I was obviously blowing it out of proportion. And I was looking for stuff where there wasn't any. But once I take his phone... That's when I'm like, no, I wasn't crazy. Like, there is definitely something going on. Like, your attention is somewhere else, too. And I can notice that. Even though you live with me, I can still notice a lack of presence when we're interacting. And that showed in the intimacy when we were not having sex. Because we're so young, I was like, there is no reason why a man shouldn't desire me. If, you know, if I'm good to him. So the sex kind of stopped altogether or it was just very infrequent? For me, if you ask me, it, for me, it was very infrequent. He said that I wanted to be intimate too much. But I, do, I mean, I don't know if there's a rule of what it is too much or whatever. But obviously, I would approach him daily, like on a daily basis for him to like have sex with me, he would always tell me like, oh, we we had sex like a couple of days ago or like you want it so much, you want it all the time. He would explain to me that like that's not how I get aroused. He would say I get aroused 
whenever I'm, I close a business deal, because he, he has a business of, like, um, mm -hmm. trading. Mm -hmm. So he, he was like, whenever I close a deal, that's when it's my best moment, like, you know, let out my sexual energy. But he was closing deals every day, Paul. Like, he mm -hmm. had every, every, you know, every chance to get aroused and feel empowered as a man. Because I understood the connection between him wanting to feel as a man as he closed on a deal and made a lot of money, and then that getting him aroused and being in, and that would result in him getting intimate with me. So I understood his mental connection, but it didn't make sense of like, if you desire me so much, like you're saying, and you enjoy my presence so much, why? Are you telling me that what I'm asking from you is too much? And it seemed to you or felt to you that it was different from when you were first together in those initial months that were really good, correct? Yes, definitely. At the beginning, we would be intimate so much more. And after me finding out, you know, whatever he was doing on the side, he he, like, grew distant. And I understand that, you know, uh, especially when I read your book and you are talking about this woman who you told not to have sexual relationships with, for, with the man to keep him more interested. And, and I agree with it to some extent because I was like, well, I already gave him everything. Like, we are basically married without a title or anything else. Because we're living together, you know, we make groceries together, we plan everything together. So he already has everything without uh, having to commit, to really commit, because uh, he never called me his girlfriend, but he always, you know, he would tell me that he appreciated me, and at some point he would tell me that he loved me and that he could definitely see, my, see himself marrying me. But for me, it doesn't matter what you see in the future because I live in the present. And in the present moment, we had a relationship that couldn't be consecrated because obviously there was something missing. Like he had no interest, interest in taking this farther along the line. So he was just mm -hmm. happy with what he was giving me. And like you said in your book, as soon as I started asking for more or just reassurance, uh, he definitely distanced himself. Okay. So when did you find out, you know, or connect these two things that you did in your um, note to me of the, and maybe I'm, I'm confused about this, but you connected in your note to me that he was getting a lot of fulfillment from like porn stars or seriously provocative stuff uh, on Instagram. Tell us about that. So when he starts to not initiate uh, intimacy or at least not follow through whenever I would initiate it, I took it upon myself to go and see his Instagram. So I was like, hmm, let me see who he's following. 
because I want to see, since I already thought he was talking to other girls, I wanted to see, okay, let me see the type of girls he's, like, approaching. And when I would see the girls, they were all, you know, girls that, that make a living out of provocative and uh, pornography. And I was like, this is highly sexual content. Like, these girls are very comfortable with their sexuality, and he enjoys it because he would like the pictures. Um, and whenever I would be with him, sometimes I remember a couple of times I would be next to him, and he was scrolling through Instagram, just liking every picture that would show on his feed, and they were all basically almost naked girls, like in very sexual and provocative poses, like clearly, you know, making mm -hmm. reference to, to sexual content. Mm -hmm. So, and it was like, let's say out of the, it was like 80% of his following was those types of girls. And I was like, that's crazy because I am someone that in the public eye, I, I don't like PDA. I'm not that touchy-feely, so I'm very serious. But in the intimacy with my partner, I am very open. Therefore, I was like, anything that he can find with this girl, any fantasy that he has, he can fulfill it with me because I am very open to anything. So I was just confused as to if, he, if there's something that he needs to fulfill, like some fantasy or some type of um, acting when we're having sex. Like, you know, some people like to be more dominant. And I am a very dominant female in my life. But on the bed, in intimacy, I am very submissive. So, you know, I try to understand and make sense of that. But he was just constantly surrounded by a lot of girls who were obviously promoting sex, yet you would never have want to have sex with your actual partner. So that's when I thought that he might be having sex maybe with other women when I wasn't there. That's, that's, that's what I thought. I was like, maybe he's satisfying himself somewhere else and that he just wants me as his like housewife type of woman. Like he goes off and does whatever he wants outside, but then comes home to this beautiful, intelligent woman who he has like a, like a relation, a real relationship with. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I am going to give you my take on all of this. Okay. And I think you are going to really understand from his perspective. And then I yeah. also want to find out where your relationship is at the moment. And we'll do that right after we come back. Want more information on anything you've heard discussed here today? Why won't he commit? How a man decides to make you the one is available at all major book retailers. Or grab an autographed copy of Coach Paula's groundbreaking bestseller at whywon'thecommit.com. So we're back with Eliza and her story with Josh is one that I know so, so many especially younger women find themselves in today because of social media, because of meeting 
online in whatever way, whether it's via you know your your traditional you know uh, online dating app or through Instagram, Facebook, whatever it might be. So this is something that if you as a female don't really understand from the man's point of view, you can find yourself in a situation like this very, very easily. So I want to start from the beginning because this is where it's so important. It's vital. It's like a requirement to understand this so that eventually if you like the guy a lot, you can make things happen in a way that's going to suit your needs and produce a committed relationship. It's tough, but anything worthwhile and that doesn't cause us a lot of grief is tough. It's challenging for sure. But here's what happened in the beginning. So you meet from Tinder. Yes. And he flies in and you meet at a mall and you kind of hang out there a little bit and you go to a restaurant and the talking is um, wonderful. You have immediate chemistry in all ways and it leads you to think, wow, you know, he is feeling this, which he was, you are feeling it. And so you go with those feelings. Here's the rub on that, a couple of things. The first and most important part of this is what you hear me say on this podcast all the time. It's not in my book, but that's why we have the book and the podcast and there will be more books, etc. But it is what you do with him, he thinks you do with all men. And this is a foundational principle that you have to understand that's different in the mind of a male. It's not only different from how we think about certainly men and us as well. In other words, it couldn't be less true because what we do with one man, because we like that man, is not at all what we do with other men. But because of Freud's Madonna whore complex, it's now referred to as the Madonna whore dichotomy, meaning Madonna, Mother Mary, uh, not the Madonna, the singer, that it's super important to understand this bilateral male brain that thinks in black and whites and either ors about women. So when we let things go quickly, he tends to put us in the second category. Because for him, a woman that is in the Madonna category never, the hyperbole here, either or, black and white, yes or no, never or always 
So the woman that allows things to go quickly is always doing that and can never be in the first category of Madonna and never be marriage or mother material. So it can be seriously messing with his mind when we try to put ourselves in that position after the fact. And it seriously hurts us. Because the mere fact of slowing things down and making him wonder and want you more and more actually allows him to fall in love in the deepest way a man the deepest way possible is through wondering and having to achieve your time, attention, and affection. So in the beginning, you now know it went a little fast because he didn't get a chance to have to achieve you. It just happened. Correct? Yes. And then it morphed into, without any boundaries or anything said about it, you living together. Yeah. So what that does for him is that, again, what you do with him, he thinks you do with all men. It puts you in the easy category, and that is in not the Madonna category, right? Black and white, either Mm -hmm. or. And we already know about this man who is very into uh, sexually provocative photos, pictures. There's probably a lot more Instagram. You're just seeing the tip of the iceberg. Of course. Right? Yeah. Uh, That um, he is very much, you know, every person, no matter what is on a scale, we know this in the profound foundational way of the male brain of either or, black and white, yes or no, stop or go, male or female, Madonna whore, that that's how he views women in a big way. He's to the very right end of the scale. So what this means for you, I have no doubt that he is confused by the situation, very confused, because you have allowed it to be confusing for him. In, and in no way did you mean for that to happen, because you liked him. It was him that made you do what you did, meaning you were liking of him, your connection to him, everything about him, right, that allowed you to move in quickly, the situation, all of it. But he, in his male mind, had trouble connecting those dots because for him, it's black and white. And the quote-unquote Madonna girl, good girl, would 
keep him from having sex right away, would present herself in a very chaste way where she shows him, no, 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 until we are in a verbally committed, exclusive, monogamous relationship. I don't have sex. And I expect that once that happens, that we are moving towards something permanent. Now, at your age, this is going to be very tough because it's deciding, oh my goodness, well, what do I do in the meantime, right? Yes. Right? Yeah. Because, okay, the, here's the, that's the rub is that the, one of the issues is that, um, and I recommend actually for very young women, we always say you need to wait to get married. You need to wait a really, you know, long time. You have to know who you are, all of this. And the, the truth lies somewhere in the middle for me in terms of it because um, truth be told, you know, I'm an extremely independent woman, always have been. I left home at, I just turned 17 a few days before. I came to New York City. I was on my own all those years. I've gone through so much heartache and disappointment and devastation uh, with men. And it's how I know what I know. And it's how I wrote a book about it because we learn most through our failures, not our successes. Our successes are easy. The other stuff is where we really do the deep learning. And I didn't know what I didn't know about men and didn't find out for a long time that men only commit in one way, and that is through making a formal declarative decision that is public and through that decision and acting on that decision, that is how they bond. And thank you to wonderful counselor Bob Grant, who I don't know how I found his material, but I did. And that is the most profound thing any woman can understand about a man. And it is why making him wonder is so important through time so that he can potentially be a buyer by making that decision and then following through on it. So, you know, he and you still have this connection, I understand. And we want to talk about him kind of in the middle when things started to go awry. Because as time went on, because he hadn't made a decision, and he found himself living with you and feeling like you are, quote unquote, this completely committed couple, right? You said yeah. at one point you felt like, it seemed like almost we were married, right? We were doing married type stuff together. And yes. that felt good to you, I'm sure, right? Yes, to some extent, yeah. Yeah, yeah. because it was, you know, normal for you because you're committed and bonded and all of that through time and sex. And it felt natural and normal and 
probably in the throes of it, very, very good. He, however, was conflicted because he had never made a decision to do that. He just fell into things, and without that decision, he wasn't committed, and nor was he bonded by continually having to live up to his decision. That's how the man bonds. So he found himself on this team that he didn't choose to be on the team. He didn't make the decision to formally get on the team and make that his team, and then he doesn't leave that team. He never did that. So when he was away, he was, you know, playing around perhaps, maybe not, we don't really know, but it's really, it's really not of significance. Because what is, is that he did not make the decision to take you on as a wife and perhaps mother of his children. So he continually wants to, um, he is continually confused. So when he sees these other women who are in the second category on Instagram or anywhere else, he's drawn to them for that. And then through time, he's starting to see, well, uh, although it's confusing, she's presenting herself as the good girl. And if she is that good girl, mm, I maybe shouldn't be taking advantage of that. If he's a good guy, he feels that conflict. Or I don't want to continually show her I'm all in vis-a-vis sex. But then it's here sometimes. You see, it's really confusing for him. And then it gets really disappointing and upsetting for you. Does that make sense? (laughs) That's how it felt. Yes. Yes. So I actually, you know, younger women say to me, "Well, well, then what to do? Because if I am really young, 20s, and I'm not ready to, to get married, how do I keep from having these relationships that are problematic, difficult, um, challenging in this way, heartbreaking? Because I want a fully committed deal, and rightfully so. I want monogamy. I want full commitment. I want to be a titled girlfriend. I want to be treated as girlfriend. And the situation is that for the man, it doesn't work like that in the male brain. It's black and white, either or, yes or no, married or not. It's, it's very, very different. And again, we see some lucky girls have a boyfriend because he's on a certain side of the scale that his mind allows a bit more of that. But many times, uber-achieved males, the more they are black and white, yes or no, stop or go, Madonna whore. And he sounds like he's quite achieved for his age uh, in that way. And this is what happens. So I actually am on a different side of things in terms of marriage for young women which is if you're going to be with somebody, 
and you're going to take that chance, and especially in the day and age of uh, a lot of sexually transmitted diseases and all manner of issues that come up with pregnancy and so on and so forth, go for the full commitment from the beginning because you will be the one to make the final decision. So from the get-go, you want to be thinking about how you put yourself in the first category of wife and mother material and you actually go for that no matter your age because that will always bode well for you and even a young marriage will bode well for you because by him making that decision, he will be fully committed until such time as something changes or occurs whereby, you know, you make the choice. Because like you read in my book, men most of the time will not leave their team and they will live up to the formal commitment and decision that they made. And especially if children come into play, you want that to be the case. You want it to be the case for your heart anyway. So I want you to be able to ask me questions about what I just said, Eliza. What are your thoughts, questions, comments? So one of my... uh things is just understanding that it is not me like I Mm. didn't do anything wrong because I was like let me see what I can uh improve and it's like no you're already a wonderful woman like you're not the the one who doesn't want to commit so Mm -hmm. it's just understanding my role and and how much control of the outcome do I have Uh, because when when you're dealing with someone else uh, it's no longer only my decision-making, it's our decision-making. So mm. for me, it was just make peace with it. Okay. But do you understand that a man, again, we go to the black and white always. Yeah. So when he meets a girl on Tinder, you have to immediately show yourself to be of a certain value to put yourself in that right category, Madonna. Yes, you did nothing wrong. It's never right or wrong. It's what is going to produce the results that you look for, right? Yes. I obviously, I mean, I'm sorry for interrupting you. Okay, um, we're on the phone, so it's a uh, it's a different kind of conversation that way, right? Um, it was just the city, the the relationship with him, and then reading your book uh, made me realize. I was like, I'm definitely not looking for marriage then, because the way that I want to behave and what comes naturally to me right now drifts. Uh, drifts a little bit from what you said of like making him wonder because I'm someone who just wants to give it like let me show you how amazing I am and when you see how amazing I am you're gonna want to stay with me but in that it doesn't work like that with men <laughs> you have no, you cannot it doesn't yes. sadly so if that were the case 
most all of us would be in the committed relationships with the man that we want, right? From the get-go. Yeah. Yes. Because you are all of that. You are amazing. You are wonderful. You, are, you do deserve all that you want and what you showed him you do deserve. However, because a man doesn't interpret in any way other than black and white, never or always, yes or no, Madonna whore, committed or not, it doesn't work that way for them. And that's what we need to be so aware of and what I'm all about for women because once we know it, we have the power. We have all of it. And what's interesting is you're saying, well, I realize I don't want to be married then. Here's the deal. If you don't, then you have to be seriously careful about getting into a relationship like this in this way. I mean, it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy because if you get into it in this way, you won't marry because he will not take you on as a wife and mother of his children because of the way you started. Now, that's a gross generalization. But if and when it happens, it's an eclipse. And you would have to stop out with him and restart by reclaiming your value, resetting the pace, and then going forward. Because otherwise, he's going to continue to put you in the wrong category, and he can't marry when you're in that category, you see? Yes. Yes, I understand. I yeah. I wanted to ask you, so is there any anything is there any way that for example, because this I understand uh his struggles right now and I completely respect uh us not getting into a higher level of commitment because mm -hmm. I I am too young. Uh, like, I feel like I'm young, too, so I, I obviously don't want to get married. I just want to have a connection uh, that's beneficial for both of us. Uh -huh. I did what you said in the book. So in the book, you say, if you are in a relationship that's currently not going where you want it to go, stop everything that you're doing. Stop everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's what I did. I literally stopped everything. I stopped contacting uh -huh. him. And and it was so funny because uh, when I did that, that's when I went off a trip by myself with my friends. Yeah, and he went, oh, my God, he went from, like, not talking to me to, like, every mm -hmm. day just, like, what are you doing or whatever. And it's like, damn, that's crazy that... Um, that it, it does work like that. Like, I have to ignore you, which I don't want to. I want to mm -hmm. be able to, you know, have a conversation with a partner that, that I don't have to play these games with because I mm -hmm. feel like they're games. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe they're not. They're just, that's just how the male brain works. It's just a different way of dealing with the same situation. Right. Yes. Yes. 
Absolutely. So you saw that that works. So where are you guys now with things? So I don't talk to him. Um, and when I say this is that I will message him uh, directly, but because we work together, we have a project that we're doing together. Mm. Um, because from the start, uh, like we started our relationship first and then it graduated into like, doing business together, I was always very clear, like, even if our emotional relationship does not work, it should not affect whatsoever the business side because we are on a mindset of, like, being successful, making money, making our dreams come true. So Mm -hmm. I'm not going to let a a relationship that didn't work keep me from, like, Mm -hmm. my success. So... Mm -hmm. We do work together, and I do talk to him whenever it's about work. Uh, but other than that, um, no, I don't. I don't. I don't know what he does. I don't have him in social media because I blocked him everywhere. Excellent. Oh, and I then, love that. That's great. Listen to this. When I blocked him everywhere, this guy, and this is so funny. He he went on. He waited a couple of days. He waited like three or four days. He started messaging me through Excel. So like the Excel spreadsheet for like accounting. Because <laughs> we, have, we have a budget for our business. So uh-huh. in our budget for our business, he started making comments. Could you please unblock me? Like we have to talk. I have a lot of things to say to you. Uh-huh. And like I, I let uh-huh. him linger. I was like, um, I'll talk to you whenever like we're in the same place. And he was like, please, God. He was so exaggerated. He was like, please, God, just block me from one platform. And I was like, that's so funny. It's so funny how, how that's all it takes. Like, you obviously know that my presence is required. And as soon as I take it away from you, you, you like, throw a tantrum on. Like, you get worried. Right. So, yes. Yes. And that is, it's just foundational and you see that even on the smallest uh, level you know you just stopped and you blocked fantastic it worked and that interest is going to be there and it's reclaiming your value and what you did by showing him I don't accept anything less then what I deserve, that is putting you back in the category in which you rightly deserve to be. You see? Yes. That's reclaiming your value. It's seriously important. It's one of the foundational principles we start with in my Lure Him Back program. Because if you don't do that, you cannot reset things and If you don't reset them, you can't restart. Because if you restart then, without doing the reclaiming your value, resetting it all, you will just be right back to where you started. And you'll get the same uh, behavior and treatment. So you did the right thing. I'm so glad to hear that you are moving on and moving through this. And that you wanted to talk about this topic because the really significant thing now 
is, and this is what I so wanted to talk about, how you're presenting yourself on social media because of what we just talked about, meaning you got to be in the right category. So I want to talk about this in terms of what you mentioned about Josh looking at all the almost porn stars on uh, social media. Maybe some of them are, uh, meaning maybe they really are porn stars. Uh, then the others are, like you said, making money off of their provocative posts, right? So they're professionals in a way, right? Yeah, it's a it's a job. Uh, it's a job yeah. like any other. They mm-hmm. they clearly understand uh, how men are. That's why they can make profit out of it. They make profit out of it, right? However, we can say that without a doubt, a good man is putting them, and most all men again, put them in the second category. Now, it doesn't mean that the man won't eat it up, so to speak, because it's incredibly uh, provocative, wonderful for them, titillating. Men amuse themselves and self-soothe with this kind of activity. It's like us looking at cute puppy pictures or videos. We could amuse ourselves with that for quite a while, right? It's self-soothing. When we're looking at the wonderful puppy giving love to somebody, it is self-soothing, correct? Yes. Yes. And we amuse ourselves with it when we have the time to do so. So what happens for the man is once he starts watching this stuff, it's what I say to all women. Do you want a million likes or do you want the one guy you want his love? Because if you want love, and one guy to love you, he's got to put you in the right category. So you've got to show yourself to be in the right category. And what I see happening, which is so disconcerting to me, knowing what I know, is that women who are wonderful and who are in the first category, and again, there is no real category for any of us because we are complex creatures. In other words, we morph in and out of all manner of sexuality and uh, chasteness and all of it. We're not just one thing or the other, but it's the way the man perceives it. And there's a deep biological reason why this is in the male brain. We don't have to go into that today. What you have to know is that it's there. So if you want to be chosen by one man who can put you in that category and be your boyfriend and or eventual husband, you have to start presenting yourself on social media in that way. And that's really tough because I love what you said here in your um, form to me when I asked for people to fill this out to come on the podcast. You said social media 
has become part of our, it's, it's your identity, right? Yeah. And is what you're posting possibly discrediting you as a potential girlfriend and why? That's why I was so excited to talk to you because you knew enough to ask this question. That's fantastic. Yeah, it was, it was definitely your book pointing me in that direction and then just me, you know, uh, when I decided to, like, go away from this relationship, I started giving a lot of love to myself because the love that I accept from others is the love that I give myself. So as I started building my personal brand, I ran into this question because a lot of things that I do, it involves uh, guiding people and allowing people to have a safe space to feel comfortable talking about their sexuality. And it's Mm -hmm. difficult for me to be an advocate for sexuality and it being okay and let's talk about it as women and as people and then men trying to just sexualize me. It's, uh, I'm not talking about masturbation because I want men to think of me masturbating. It's just I want to open the conversation for other people to feel comfortable. So in my workspace, because it involves talking so much about feelings and that involves sexuality, I sometimes think that men look at my Instagram and think, oh, this is promiscuous to some extent, but it's more spiritual than anything. But if you're not familiar with that, you will just think that I am some girl that likes talking about her body and likes to talk about how comfortable she is with her body. So, so for me, in my... Uh, yeah? So what you're running into is just what I'm talking about. Yeah. And there is really no way around that. If <laughs> I mean, there just isn't unless you do a number of things. First and foremost... If it is something you want to help women with so that they feel comfortable, then it has to be just for women. In other words, okay. you know, uh, yeah, it, it, it just does. Because a man will not be able, you're, you're, you're experiencing the black and white reptilian male brain about this <laughs> stuff. Okay, that's what you're experiencing. They cannot differentiate that. And and here's what I always say with my mechanics of men. If I were to put a um, some part of a transmission in front of you next to a carburetor, would you know the difference? No. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. He does. The male does. And 99% of the time, he's going to know which one is which, and a woman is not going to know. That's male brain and female brain. And he cannot do that, and we cannot expect a man to do that, nor would we want a man to, to be able to, because if he can make that differentiation, he's more in a female mind. And that's not attractive to us. We want men to be men, right? Yes, 
Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. We want him to know. It's sexy when he knows, when he's athletic, when he knows the, the difference of, you know, the carburetor and some part of the transmission. We, it's, we want him to be strong and to view us in a sexual fashion and not get confused about it because the confusion just doesn't get us anywhere. Yeah. So back to the postings. That's going to be really significant, one thing you can do. The other thing is if you don't have the, mm, the doctorate after your name on this stuff, in other words, if you're a doctor of psychology who, or psychologist or even a certified therapist or licensed counselor, licensed social worker, anything of the sort who is actually dealing in sexuality and that is her business, it's likely she's not likely going to get the uh, the penis pictures, right? Yeah, not going to happen because you know that's a formal. Remember, black and white. That's yeah. the profession. Yeah. So very very different. And those are really your two choices: deal only with women, or you got to get your PhD in it so that you can uh, keep all of those uh, penis pictures away. <laughs> The second is that if you want to be in that category of girlfriend, eventually, you've got to have all of your posts and pics align with that. And what I see for so many women is the, they're confusing their identity. And that's why I loved your question. They're confusing their identity with the pics. And then when they say, well, I'm getting the guy sending me, you know, D pics. Uh, <laughs> well, of course you are. Because he is not, he cannot differentiate at all. So, and, and this is in a very subtle way. If you're wearing a bikini and you post a selfie of that, we think of the classic selfie of girl taking a picture of herself in the bikini in a mirror, right? Yeah. And posting that. That does what for the man? It connotes to him, she wants other people to see her body. For them, it's she wants other men to see her body. The problem with it is that it's energy, whenever it's energy going out from us to show the world our beauty, our body, our sexuality, you're going to get it back from them in a way that may not be congruent with actually who you are. It is the act of the selfie that hurts the woman. Because let's face it, there are all manner of models and celebrities who have pseudo-provocative pictures, right? Online yeah. with their, yeah. you know, their gorgeous photos, retouched the swimsuits, their butt is out, their breasts are popping, uh, they're being provocative. Here's the difference. 
It's not selfies. That's their business. They are having a photographer do it, correct? Yes. You see how it is different in the male mind. That's not her, excuse me, private uh, postings. That's That's what she's showing the world as her profession. And that is very different. Now, I'm not talking about the women who make money uh, like pseudo-porn stars. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just your, your lovely model, uh, even provocative, um, you know, Kim Kardashian type of stuff. But it's not what they're showing of who they really are. It's their profession, So you have to make that delineation as when you are doing the postings, if you're taking selfies like that, the man cannot put you in the Madonna category as potential girlfriend. It's not going to help you at all. It's going to potentially hurt you because most women don't know the fine line between is this tasteful or titillating? Because a man... It can be titillating no matter what you're doing. Okay? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So it's very hard to delineate. So you have to err on the side of conservative if you want to be put in that first category. And posting the very made up, the false eyelashes, the very serious makeup that is very heavy, and then the selfie of it. Again, it's showing... I want male attention does not help you at all be in the girlfriend category from the male point of view. And you'll get a million likes. Every guy will be telling you how gorgeous you are. Everything from just a a like to an abject, you know, uh, unwanted uh, D-pick or really um, statement that you don't want to hear. Yeah. So that happens all the time. And here's the really negative part about it. Because say say you get 3,000 likes and most all of them are guys and a few of your girlfriends saying how beautiful you are. A man who would want to take you on as a girlfriend He is not at all comfortable with that. He doesn't want 3,000 guys looking at his girlfriend like that at all. Does that make them, like, because obviously me coming from as a woman, for me that's so, it's like an insecurity. And I don't want to say men are insecure, but uh, why, why? Like, uh, I've... I don't mind. Okay. Like, if my partner has a life and, like, that's their profession, because everything, I every decision that I make, it's, like, what's going to contribute to my brand and what's going to allow me to be more legit and just be, be serious with my work. Um, and I cannot hide myself. Like, I cannot be, there's some things that I cannot be subtle about. Like, I'm from... Uh, Like, if I'm in a bikini or something, I would just have to not post altogether the fact that I'm in the beach or whatever in a bikini. No, no, because that's, not, 
No, that's not true. Okay. It is. <clears throat> so first of all, I've told you the why. There is nothing insecure about the man who doesn't want that posting. It is okay. naturally male. Okay. It is male. It is um, as male to them. So you're not insecure as a woman when you have bonded through time and sex and want him to be monogamous and not playing around, correct? It's not that you're yeah. insecure. Yeah. It is female. We have to allow them to be male, which is they do not want their girlfriend or wife having men. Now, there are men who are on that side of the scale that they're going to to want to show their wife as a trophy or prize and they're going to be absolutely fine with the very provocative sexual stuff that the woman posts but they're not the middle of the scale scale where everybody else where every other guy is meaning they're the anomalies they're what i call uh, the eclipses so you're taking a chance that you're going to lose out of a good man who does not want his wife or girlfriend out there for public consumption in provocative pics. So when you say, I want to be in a bikini, you can absolutely be in a bikini. You can be on the beach. You can have other folks taking the photo and it doesn't look like you're posing in a provocative way and or trying you see okay it's the trying that turns good men away it's the pose okay. of the provocative with your butt out your boobs out um it's we know when I say it, you can picture the pose. Yeah. That we know that in our minds because we've seen it so many times. So the man knows that that's the woman trying. We don't need a puppy to try anything for it to be cute with us, right? For it to be endearing. Exactly. For us to want it. It doesn't have to do anything. It doesn't have to wear any special thing. It doesn't have to to uh, make itself cuter than it is. It just is. And the selfie shows I need the attention. It's very subtle psychologically. But if you get this right, it can change everything for you in terms of your relationships working well. You see what uh, men will scroll through, like Josh. He's on one end of the scale scrolling through the real professionals. That's what he likes. Some men, they'll be there with it and scrolling there with it, and others, it will be more just. Uh, the more provocative, heavily made-up girls that he finds, right? But she's definitely taking the selfies, definitely with her butt out, definitely with the uh, overly made-up stuff, definitely herself in the bikini or less than, but selfies. 
she's trying, right? That's what is the um, the key with the man, your wife, girlfriend, fiance. The man wants to believe that's for me. That's for me to see. You see? Yes. And it's not, he's not insecure because that's how he feels. Yeah, it's valid. It's also valid. It's, yeah, it's foundational to a good guy who doesn't objectify his woman. You see there, again, it's black and white. There are women you objectify, and then there are women that are wives and mothers. You don't objectify them. Just once you get that, it changes everything. It's not the way we would like it to be, because it's not the way we really are as women, right? Exactly. We're not just one side or the other. We're both and. <laughs> we're... we're it's totally both end. Yes, that makes sense. I wonder uh, if there's a possibility, and you talk about this in your book, too, uh, when it comes to women who are resistant to what you're saying because it might come off as, as you know, it's a t- tough reality to, like, just accept that the male thinks different. Uh, but it, I wonder if there is, Instead of us women, how I'm doing right now, like getting educated, understanding the process that goes through a male's uh, mind, I wonder if uh, at some point as we progress as a society, men will allow themselves to, you know, have a, a bigger scope to things and then just be a little more emotional. Because I know that you said, like, it's just how the brain works. It's different. Uh, but I've met a very few, very few men who tend to be a little more emotional, and that opens up uh, more doors for them because they understand me better. The closer they are, they feel with their emotions, the easier it is for them to understand women. So as you as a professional, like, is there is there any way, do you think there's a possibility that men at some point in history will be like, hmm, let's, let's rethink this. Let's not see everything as black and white, or that's just how it's going to be forever. It's very almost sad when you do come to terms with the differences, because we as women are so complex. We are both and, not either or. However, it is going to take hundreds, perhaps thousands of years of brain change to elicit it to a degree whereby we would be really happy with it and could be totally who we are and not have the man Snap judge it, and I mean it happens in a nanosecond for a man in his brain. Now, you can show a man whereby you've started in the second category, you can reclaim your value, reset things, and restart it. And that's what my Lure Him In and my Lure Him Back programs are all about. 
you can absolutely do that to the degree that it is possible for that male's brain. And we're lucky today in our society that at least there is a shot at it. But to say that they make a choice about this and are actually deciding to do this is like saying we make a choice and decide to commit and bond via time and sex. We don't. Because let me tell you, if we were more like them in that way and we did not commit and bond through time and sex, life would be a hell of a lot easier for us as women. We could go and have indiscriminate sex like they do and have fun and objectify men and it would be a totally different ballgame. The world would be really just, without the yin and yang, it would be totally, we'd never get anything else done besides relationships and sex, right? Yeah. Um, but do you see what I mean? Do you get my point? It, it's not yeah. something that they, we can set about changing for the man. What we can do is present ourselves in the way where we have the best possible chance. And what happens in terms of what I see from my work and my business that women keep year after year after year, and I was certainly uh, one who did this, kept trying to push that envelope so that men would get it. I wanted so much for it to be different and that I would find that different man who got it and who understood that I was both and, not either or. And what happens is that women eventually come to me and it can be in 30s, 40s, even 50s and they have gone through so much pain and heartache because of not accepting what is, wanting things to be what would be best if they could be, ideal in what is. Because when we get down to brass tacks, we deal with what is, we have the best chance of succeeding to get what we deserve and certainly what we desire. So yes, that I, makes sense. Yeah, I really appreciate you asking these questions because, and I'm so impressed with you being in your early, early 20s to actually get this in the way that you do so much that you even ask the question, it's just, you are so, Eliza, ahead of the game. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That's, uh, that's something that I've always worked in and I try to, you know, get my friends to get on that mindset because it's just, it doesn't make sense for me to like be, like you just said, 40, 50 and still trying to understand the male counterpart, it just doesn't make sense. Like I want to have um, a healthy relationship, which I which I feel comfortable and secure in. And if I don't start doing that early on, and like mindfully, just think about it. Because maybe I don't I don't want to get married right now. I wanna I wanna be a professional and then get married, just like men. That's why I understand where they're coming from in what you said in the book, which is. Men will commit once they feel that they are fulfilled in their life. 
and I resonate with that, and I understand that, and I respect it. So for me, it's just as much information as I can get to understand and make sense and then use that to my advantage, which your book is amazing for it. At least just making you realize this is how it is, and it's okay. It doesn't mean anything bad. We don't have to hate men because they're different or because they're black and white. We bring complexity and the simplicity that they bring together. It's like what you said, the yin and yang. So we balance each other off. Love is a beautiful thing. So I just want to be mindful about it. I don't want to keep making the same mistakes in like high school because I'm a woman today. I don't have, I don't want to wait until I'm older. I saw, and you see it, I think it also has to do with my background, like having a single mother seeing my mother struggle with her relationships and not wanting that to be me is what allows me to look for resources like you who are people who can understand, who can explain to me what's happening and just help me uh, be better and, and make the arrangements where they need to be. Because I've changed since I read your book. Oh my God, I've changed so much of my tactics with men and it's completely different. Like, I, I like really, they are in, like, I drive them crazy. Like they want my attention and I'm just not giving it <laughs> to them in, uh-huh. in, the, in that way, not giving them anything. And they want more without you giving anything at all. Uh-huh. So it, it definitely, I think you are. Yeah, you exactly. You don't have to do the, anything. Yes. Exactly. They already think you're the best. So right. it's just you maintaining that image. Um, by respecting yourself. It, it, your book for me is so much about respecting yourself and having boundaries. We women don't want to have boundaries because we're so loving and we like to care of things because we are, you know, deep inside us, we're mothers too. So we want to care for this man and by caring for them, we want to give them everything at once. But we can take care of them, just giving everything in its due time. Just like as we're receiving, we can give. But I, I don't want to be giving any longer if I'm not receiving. And that's what a, that's what a consumer is. They consume you. <laughs> right. So I have no doubt that you will be on your way to, you know, because you already are. You're on your way to understanding all of this. It's a journey. And you can now more enjoy the journey because the more you know, the more you can enjoy yes. it. The more you know about men, the more you can actually like them for what they do bring to the table, like you said, with the yin and yang. And that's seriously important for us in so many ways. We can look at all the wonderful things that men do bring to the table. And when we can do that, we can have much better relationships. And I have no doubt that you will be finding that and doing that. So I thank you again for being on today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So I really enjoyed that conversation. It was uh, long, so I'm going to make this a brief wrap-up here that I really love when we get into this kind of conversation about what is transformational. It really is. It's so subtle. It 
is not easy to go against what everyone else is doing. What I mean, every other female is doing. But I have to tell you, for the females that do change, take down their posts that are provocative, the selfies, all of it, and really, in some senses, clean it up. It's a game changer for them in terms of attracting the right man who can be serious and look at you in a way, put you in the right category for them. We cannot change this in the male mind and going against it will only hurt you. And the hurting is simply my three little words. It hurts you when you don't make him wonder. you for listening to make him wonder if you've benefited from today's conversation please subscribe and share connect with coach paula at makehimwonder.com there you can take several relationship evaluations discover her books and other resources and find out if one of her personalized coaching programs might be right for you 